Blog Talk Radio. Should be real careful with the influx of globalism 
Because one day you're going to find yourself begging black America to help you in, 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 in when Hollywood dwindles more and more for you. But that's another story. We'll get to that in a minute. This tribe was known as one of the most horrific, I mean, this kingdom was known as one of the most horrific kingdoms throughout Af- throughout the continent of Africa. It was a formidable kingdom. It's very impressive on the surface. problem with it is that they were heavily involved in the slave trade, and not because they needed to be, because they had a whole lot of other things they could have done to make money, but they liked the selling of people to the point that even the Europeans had to stop they asses, okay? This is how bad <laughs> this tribe was. It, it, it's horrible when you read that, <laughs> okay? I mean, and brutal for no reason, just brutal for no reason. Now, a lot of black people are like, oh, because most of us, they sell us, Pipe dreams, because what they do is they sell us through Viola Davis. Well, black women, you know, this is about black women being superheroes. This is like I love what Tyreek Nasheed said. Black girl, they try to selling you, they try selling you black girl magic. You know what I'm saying? And they try to say, oh, look at, I mean, this. And and what they did is they put a false narrative. And I'm gonna get to let me let me let me just finish what I'm saying right here. They trying to sell out this woman empowerment thing, and it's real funky. You know, and, and, and really these women were not, were, and this kingdom is nothing to glorify. Um, I'm not against movies being made about something, somebody like the Dahomey tribe. The thing is that you tell the fucking truth about them, okay? They decided not to tell the truth. They decided to make them heroes, <laughs> Now, what they how they're selling this off through the celebrity world in Black America? They had a lot of celebrities. They bought movie theaters, did this and all this stuff. How they're selling this off is they're trying to say, you know, they addressed that in the movie. They addressed that. No, what they did is they put a false narrative in there to make the day homie look like, from what I've been hearing, because I'm not going to see a film that glorifies uh, slave traders or human traffickers. That's not my. That's not the business. It, listen, while they meant it for evil, it ended up being for a lot of for black people. It ended up being somewhat, somewhat for our good. However, uh, it still doesn't denounce the evil that was done. Okay, and what and what I'll say is this: is how dare this movie get even made? And I'll say this to to if we if what is there if if we come up with a movie. Because this is the only way that it comes, it, it gets to light on some people. What if we come up with a movie softening the Nazis during the Holocaust? Oh, they weren't so bad. Look, we'll put a false narrative around the Nazis and make them look like they were actually, they actually didn't want to kill, kill and hurt Jews. That's a hideous thought, right? So why would you not show the same respect to black African Amer- black people all around the diaspora who were sold away from their homelands and the things that they had to endure and go through? Because, partly because this tribe, this uh, kingdom, was very evil. Okay, so let's. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, the Slate has a really good article on this. 
and I I encourage y'all to read it. I think I'm going to put it up. I, I don't know if I have it up on the Carlisle Chatwood uh, Facebook page or not, but it is Slate.com, and it says, The Woman King Softens the Truth of the Slave Trade. The Dahomey had fierce female fighters. They also sold people overseas, okay? And they go, The Woman King, directed by Gina Prince-Bricewood and written by Maria Bello and Dana Stevenson, both white women, Maria Bello, it was her brainchild, both white women. Okay, let me let me I just want to let y'all know that. Portrays the ancient West African kingdom of Dahomey, today's Republic of Benin, Benin, and its legendary all women uh, regiment, the Agadaji. I don't know if I'm saying that right. The film which opens this weekend is a vision of black female power, starring Viola Davis, Sheila Atman, Thusa Mabdu, and Lashana Lynch. Its promotional material blurbs a review from. Variety that caused it, um, or variety that caused the movie The Gladiator of Our Time. But how does the woman king handle another part of Dahomey's history, the kingdom's involvement in the slave trade? At a time when the participation of African rulers and middlemen in the Atlantic slave trade gets described by Americans who want to divert attention from their own responsibility for the history of slavery has African uh, complicity. This film's task is delicate indeed. Okay, and it goes on about it's not the first time that Dahomey and his female military company have appeared in big screen, and uh, they say um, the new movie, uh, they say in 1987, the movie Cobra Verde uh, by German filmmaker Winner Herzog, based on the novel, the uh, I don't know what that is, the Viceroy of Uda, Uda, 1980 by Bruce Chatwin represented the powerful West African kingdom and briefly depicted its women warriors. The new movie is also set in, in Dahomey in 1823, but the central character is not a white slave trader, as in Herzog's film, but whether uh, Neniska, a West African woman played by Davis. This woman warrior is headed the head of the Agadji. i got to find out how to say that name, okay? These fighters were mainly recruited among many dozens of royal wives of the king of Dahomey. European traders and travelers who visited the region as early as 18th century referred to them as Amazons, evoking female fighters of Greek myth, okay? Um... They say with his focus all on the all-women regiment, the woman king gets one thing right by representing uh, Dahomey has centralized and militarized kingdom and not a tribe as popular movies tend to depict historically, uh, historical African states. The kingdom of Dahomey or origins can be traced to the 17th century, but its expansion started in the 18th century during the most intense period of the Atlantic slave trade. In 1727, Dahomey conquered the kingdom of Huda. I don't know if I'm saying these words right, who lived the, uh, along the coast and took control of the port of Uda, Uda in, inaugurating its active participation in the Atlantic slave trade. Historians estimate that nearly one million enslaved Africans were put, on, put to ships to the Americans in Uda between 1659 and 1863. The port was the second largest supplier of African captives to uh, the trade behind uh, Luanda in today's Angola. Uh, King Gazo became into power in 1818, okay? And let me see if I can... Uh 
Okay, Brazil had declared independence from Portugal in 1822, but continued actively importing slaves, enslaved Africans, including from Udal. Meanwhile, Dahomey had been paying tribute to the kingdom of Oya, a state located in the state of southwestern Nigeria since 1748. In 1823, under Gezo's rule, Dahomey fought a war against Oya and eventually succeeded in ridding itself of the of the tributes. This uh, this is the action that's portrayed in the film. Uh, the first scene of the movie shows uh, one of the raids that led Dahomey uh, and Army, okay? And um, the film quickly suggests the various possible fates of these prisoners by showing that some could be kept in slavery locally. Others could be offered in human sacrifice to honor Dahomeyan deities, and most would be transported to the coast where they would be sold and board slave ships selling to the Americas, especially Brazil. Um Okay, it says the woman King Nesca attempts to convince Gazo that the Europeans are trying to conquer them and that they would not stop until the whole of Africa is theirs. By the time the film set both French and English forts in Udai and already had been abandoned. Okay, so they this is also of the false narrative they put within the film to make her look like she's arguing against slavery. Eventually, they were colonized. <laughs> okay, so... Um, it says the woman king portrays the Agoji as liberators. In the film, the Ma, a people established north of Albany and allied with the king of Oya, are seeking to capture Dahomey subjects to sell them into slavery. But the reality was quite different. The more powerful Dahomeyan army was often the one that attacked the Mai. King Gazo and his predecessors led several incursions against the Mai during the 18th and 19th centuries. King Adal's and Danzon, Gazo's half-brother who preceded him as king of Dahomey in 1797 to 1818, narrated one of those wars. In 1810, correspondence addressed to the ruler of Portugal. In the midst of he tells the detail, uh, in detail how his army killed the Maya king and his subjects, including women. Most prisoners who escaped alive from these bloody battles were sold and sent into slavery uh, to the Americas, especially Brazil. In theory, individuals born in Dahomey were protected against being sold into slavery. But as shown in the Woman King, as the Atlantic slave trade intensified, this rule was often broken, especially during the periods of succession to the throne. Okay, So, uh, yeah, here is the interesting thing. Um, this here. Okay, any historical fiction is going to have its inaccuracy. The Woman King movie, that is, in many ways, is a pleasure to watch. It depicts the Dahomey female fighters as powerful warriors, which is historically correct in the era. In the era of Black Lives Matter, uh, speaks positive. See, and they're trying to, they're trying, they're trying to okay it because they're saying it speaks positively to women. But the truth of the Dahomey tribe is that they were brutal. And they never got out of the business of slave trade. No matter what Viola Davis put in the movie, her or the writers decided to put in the movie to kind of fucking change that narrative. The truth is, they was they was cool with it. As a matter of fact, and went against uh, uh, the whole idea of stop stopping the slave trade. Okay? <laughs> so the more you read about the they uh, they tribe, you're going. Oh my God! This is ridiculous. This is there is no way. This is just like changing. This is like changing the face of the Holocaust, in my personal opinion, of the Jewish Holocaust. If you said, "Huh, you know, uh, let's talk about 
a good, let's have a whole movie, and we're going to soften how Nazis acted. We're going to say Nazis actually didn't participate. They actually helped Jews. <laughs> they gave them more, you know. Oh, there was one Nazi who spoke up against it. I mean, I'm just telling you, it's just ridiculous. And, and so to me, to do a film, to glorify, to have black people who throughout the diaspora who were sold into slavery, to have them now glorify people who were a part of their oppression is ridiculous. And for every black person who is out here spewing, that is, you're crazy. I don't know why you would think that was cool. That's not cool. I don't care how, how good the movie looks. Read up on the history of them. That is, there is no reason we should be glorifying these women fighters. And I don't care if Viola Davis is in it, and Viola Davis should be ashamed of herself, especially if Naomi, I mean, if Lupita Nyong'o walked away from the film after finding out about the truth about these this tribe, this uh, this kingdom. Really, seriously. <sighs> this brings me to black celebrities and the toxicity of black celebrity and how often sometimes, because black celebrity within the last, no, and it was happening in Malcolm's day. Malcolm even spoke on this about black celebrity, even though I know there were some black celebrities who were really fighting for injustice and stuff like that. Same today, there are some who are really serious about it. But for the most part, black celebrity has been put up Two black America has something to aspire to. It's been put up. Has the, they've also often been looked. We look to them for, as gurus. We think of them as a smart. A lot of some of them are, some of them ain't. Okay, but it, it it is it has often stood in the way sometimes of us having clarity about where we are as uh, as black people in America. Uh, all kinds of things, because the experience of celebrity and fame is quite different than what black Americans experience on an everyday uh on a um on an everyday basis okay so um a lot of times you know i, I they're selling us aspiration instead of wisdom, and one of the things they did to sell this movie is they went out there and they started talking about, you know, if you don't support this movie, this will hurt uh, black women, you know, uh, being leads in films. So basically they're telling me you got to sell your, you have to sell your fucking soul in order to uh, uh, do a film, uh, in order to uh, get more leading roles. You got to adhere to doing a movie that is about the people who is who who brutally hurt our ancestors and sold us into slavery? Crazy. And this morning I heard I think it's the Erica Campbell show. I, I was listening to some of it, and one of the things they were saying is black people too hard on e- each other. I said, what? Because of this movie? And I thought to myself, most of y'all who saying that have not done the research. You didn't go and read it. I had to read it afterwards because at first I was like, you know what, maybe it's full circle for Viola, you know, uh, playing one of these day homie tribes. She becomes, you know, the, the, the one of the the, the, uh, the children of the of the ancestors they sold and slave. They now play them. But it's, when I found out the movie was glorifying them, then it changed my whole thought. Um, 
a lot of times, a lot of these people in Hollywood, they want acceptance. Uh, a lot of them want these uh, Oscar awards and all this stuff, and she's definitely probably going to look, be looking at an Oscar. Um, here is my thing, okay? Hollywood, not always, and I'm not saying this about all celebrities. I'm saying this about a lot of y'all, but not all of y'all. Hollywood often, if you've noticed the last several years, especially the last 20 to 30 years, pick people. And see, this is throughout our community. It's not just them. But they will pick people who they know will do just about anything. A lot of times you look into their backgrounds, a lot of them been, they, sometimes they don't have fucked up backgrounds and everything, and they can get put in the worst place they can get put on is they, you know, I love Joyce Meyer has this uh, this wonderful thing, and she says, don't let your talent put you where your character can't keep you. A lot of people have great talent, but they have no character. And Hollywood is a place that will test anybody's characters, mine, yours, whoever. I ain't, I, I'm not saying your ter- character can't be tested and that you won't make some mistakes. But the thing about it is admitting you making a mistake. Don't try to make black people feel bad and go see your shit. And you know it's shitty. You know what you've done is shitty. You know what you've done is you've sold off a tribe, I mean a, a, well, a tribe or, with, or a kingdom that was that were slave traders. And it's almost like it's a sick game in Hollywood to make us look like we we dummies, to make us look crazy. So you got a lot, and so you got a lot of black artists now. They'll put a lot of these black black people, particularly black Adolf or black FBA or whatever we call ourselves now, will put a lot of traditional black America out there and okay shit, okay dumb shit. And it's supposed to make us, and what they'll do is, well, you know, this is a part, you know, you, you don't understand and everything. And what they, a lot of times what they've done is they've showed, they, they'll try to act like they're the wise ones because they they have fame and money. But let me tell you, fame and money don't mean that you wise. <laughs> I know that's a thing today in our community and everything. Some people are wise with fame and money, but some of the dumbest people I've met got a lot of money, some got a lot of money. Sometimes people come into money in different ways. You can come into money. I mean, hoes make money, okay? So it's. I mean, you come into money in a number of ways, okay? You can't assume. That's one thing our, our people got to stop doing: making the assumption that everybody out there that got there because they don't work real hard, they did this, they did that. That might be the narrative they give, but some people don't. And we talked about this on the show. Some people done kissed ass real good. Some people done sold they sold. Some people done suck dick real good. I, you know, kiss the coochie real good. I, I don't know what the story is behind everybody. And some people have worked real hard. But a lot of times you get a lot of people out there who got a lot of problems. We got a lot of sickness going on in that celebrity world, okay? Some, you know, black people, some it's black people just because they've achieved Certain goals in their life don't mean they don't have some mental sickness or illness regarding race and how they sell off themselves and you, 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 and what they're willing to do. Okay, uh, I don't know. Somehow we, you know, we have started to believe, in my personal opinion, that fame and material success equates to wisdom, and that's why you got a lot of these people. Sometimes it's good to hear what they say. Sometimes you got to throw it out with the bathwater because you don't know what they done did to gotten getting those places. Okay, and so um, 
I want us to open up more to having wisdom and to be in like not always and to challenge. I think no, we're not hard enough is on black people, especially black celebrities. We're not hard enough on black celebrities. We should be even more harder on how on what they say, how they say things, what they're selling to us. If you realize you did that movie and you said, Damn, that was not smart, I didn't realize I didn't realize the history of the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I, if you if Viola Davis you got out there and you said, Damn, I oh my God, I didn't know this until I, I the film was done, which I hard to believe because uh uh Lupita Nuango moved her ass, removed her ass from the film. I can't believe you didn't see it, okay? So, but if you did make the mistake, why don't you just say I made a mistake? But, hey, this gives us a chance to historically look at this group or blah, blah, blah. I should not have glorified them. The truth of the day, homie tribe, is the the truth of the day, homie kingdom is, okay, I would appreciate that. But that's not what she's going around here doing. You know, actually, they've gotten a lot of black people who all hang in those same circles, celebrity circles, democratic circles, all to okay the bullshit. (laughs) Like, they all on there, like, even people who call themselves activists, this is a great movie, this is this, blah, 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 and ignoring the fact, this is about women's empowerment, but ignoring the fact that it's about, uh, no, it's about slave traders, and that you you are glorifying African slave traders. Now, I think black America, see, we're coming into the globalist world, and so what, So they want to tell more global stories, and I ain't mad at that. That's how, how it is. But I actually believe black people, we don't have to go to Africa to find great stories to, to, to tell. I said this is the same thing about uh, Black Panther, because I thought Black Panther was hideous too. The black, black people, we do not have to, to go to Africa to find great stories about us as a people, black Americans as a people, okay? And uh, we always, and we have to also, you know, I also, I encourage y'all to go, uh, what's his name? Um, Tone Talks on YouTube. He has a really great uh, talk about why people should not go see the this movie, uh, uh, The Woman King. I love what he said. He took phone callers and everything. He explains it in great detail. And, you know, and there's other people, too, along the Internet. There's a, another guy who also has video. I mean, it's a few people. It's even I just saw the other day an article from a Hispanic guy even talking about how they they can't believe they changed, tried to change so much of the histori- history to, to for about the day homie tried. It's just crazy, okay? <laughs> So, uh, but this is what Hollywood will do. They will often use black celebrity to sell us down the river, which, it, uh, uh, some, you know, here's the thing. Some black people and celebrity have been so toxic, and we have not caught them out because we don't want to hate on success because we, in the black community, sometimes success is far and few between, which speaks to our political, our, our political state as a people and how we and, and, and uh, what the background of having the background of slavery has done within our community, you know what I'm saying? And so sometimes we're scared to talk against celebrities because we're like, we don't want to be deemed as haters or crabs in the barrel or whatever else. But the truth is uh, the, 
a lot of their success has shielded them from some very fair criticism. It's even like Oprah. We, I was thinking the other day, as I saw this little thing or something about Oprah, and she had, uh, she was having the African, some of the African girls from her school. I think they call her Mama Oprah and everything and stuff like that. And this is no offense to them or anything. But what I was thinking is how much. They have a whole continent over. I mean, a whole continent with several different countries over there. Okay, uh, a whole country. Okay, of black people. If she decided to go over there and she built a school over there, you know, and I ain't mad at that. But it was the we never really got on her about her answer for why she built a school in Africa, and she helped the black. She helped little black girls over there. When black girls over here, and I'm about to read an article. This black women over here are number one at facing eviction. Uh, so those were, at that time, some of those black women were probably black girls when she built that school. But let me just explain um, explain this. One of the things she said was she kind of gave an answer, and don't quote me on this. You guys can look it up. Oprah gave an answer why she didn't build a school for black kids. Now she gave money to pizza elite schools like Spelman, Howard, that talented ten stuff or stuff like that. But here she goes about black children. She says uh, because she kind of said they were because they look at things materialistically. That's all around the world. If you look at the baby, if you look at the continent of Africa, and you look at shit that's going on over, there, <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. Everybody, a lot of people are materialistic. But Paul Mooney, I always used to have this joke about her. About she would say she say little stuff. She, I guess she said something about well because you know they want iPods and iPads or something like that. I mean I forget what the exact quote was, but that's what she was kind of saying. And that the kids, I guess, over in Africa don't want that or whatever. And I remember Paul Mooney, his joke was, well, bitch, maybe because they seen your show. <laughs> because the one of the biggest uh, pushers of material goods. In the 90s and early 2000 was the Oprah Winfrey show, <laughs> right? Right. My favorite things and stuff like that. Favorite books, monthly books, all that shit. Yeah. So the nerve when I heard that, I was like, we never as a community, even though I love some of the spiritual things as uh, Oprah said, but we never as a community got in her ass really good because you know here you are willing to go over there and you help the whole. Uh, People with more resources than in black America, they got a whole country over there. <laughs> but you didn't help the people within your own neighborhoods and things, and you had a rotten reason for not doing so. So sometimes you got a lot of elites and a lot of people who are, who are financially wealthy, but who a lot of them have low self-esteem and think very little of themselves as black Americans. And I bet as you listen more, think very little of the experience of slavery. Actually, probably some of them look down on slaves. I'm not saying this is Oprah. I'm saying the experience, and you see it more and more with sometimes black wealth and black aspiration. You start to see here and these sounds of like a kind of a, sometimes a disgust towards black Americans and a lack of not helping your own people. And so we, we should have got in our ass about that, and we didn't as a people. So we here we are again because it's Viola Davis, and we we like Viola Davis, and we don't want to get in her ass for doing a film about slave traders that an African chick walked away from because she probably saw the bullshit, <laughs> right? Crazy. It's just nuts. It's, it's such a nutty thing to me, okay? Um and 
uh, what was something else I wanted to share about Maria Bella? There is, she has, uh, she actually, uh, oh my goodness here, let me pull this out here for her. She, um, I'm going to go on break. Okay, I'm going to go on break and I'm going to get the article up about Maria Bella, who was the brainchild behind this film, and why she decided to write, to decide to make this film. I heard this, some of this on Tone Talks, and I'm going to read, I read some of the article too, and it's very interesting. The thing is, I mean, a lot of black us people, our people don't do research. We don't pay no attention on this stuff, and we, we be getting sold a bill of goods because they know we we have big consumerism over in our community. And these people will sell their souls, sell you out and everything just so they can get people out to the theater, just so they can get their next film made. A lot of times it's, there is not a care about us as a people and what we uh what we consume in our in our eye gate spiritually, mentally and everything, okay? And a lot of stuff nowadays has been used to uh push agenda anyway. So when I get back I'm gonna talk about her, about the person who made this film. We're gonna go on a break real quick. Uh let's listen to I have to go on a break. Uh we'll do uh Lovely Day. I'm not Lovely Day, sorry. Love uh, love you all my lifetime shock time. It's the C C show, I'll be back in a minute, y'all, okay?
but you still are not uh, a privy to the way the world works or it happens for the poor. I, I, I'll tell y'all got, you guys this, and this is before I play this Mac Max clip. One time I was, um, I had come home from school and I had lost my uh, health insurance. And so I had gotten, uh, I had, my COBRA plan was going out because until, and until I could get back on full time in my job, which would have been, it was like a, probably about, I had like a month or so or a month or two before I could get back on full time. So at the time I had to take one of those discount insurance health plans. And so it sent me over into, I had to go to like the hospital, what would be considered a state hospital, right? Because if I want, I could go to a regular hospital with my insurance discount plan, but I needed, you know, a cheaper, you know what I'm saying? I needed a, a I needed a cheaper cost or whatever. Okay. And, and so I went to this particular hospital. And I'm thinking because I've been, you know, I've been, you know, I had been having my health insurance for years. So I, I go there. This was years ago. This was years ago. I was in my 20s. And so as soon as I walk in the door and the lady is doing the thing on me. And so I was noticing how I was being treated. She's like, okay, do you use drugs? And I was like, no. And she's like, you haven't used any crack or whatever. And I'm looking at her and so I said, no. But you know it was, but it was it was crazy how they were talking. I said, "Is this how they treat the poor?" You know, she came back in and apologized to me. She said, "I'm sorry. It's just we get so many people in here, and sometimes we have to make sure because they don't like what's so I mean, is this how they treat? It was her attitude, energy, and everything. I said, "Is this how they treat people who got no health insurance? Is this how they treat the poor people? Is this how poor women get treated when they come up in the doors and this and that and this blah blah blah?" And it made me realize, like, shit. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that I had. It wasn't that I was rich, but it was just me having health insurance put me on a little bit of a different level. You know, like shit. I forgot all about my, uh, uh, most people. Uh, a lot of the black folks that don't have it, and how how they are treated by by state hospitals sometimes, or people in not all state hospitals, but sometimes people tend to treat poor people's health much different than they do when you got insurance or something like that. Same thing with celebrity. Okay. Once you've gotten and been exposed to so many things, sometimes you forget on a political basis what's happening with your people on the ground. So, well, you know, what's going on? What did you? Because you don't have that experience no more as celebrity, right? And so your experience is limited to this bubble you in now. And so sometimes they be forgetting. They just be about money deals and shit like that. They don't realize how much sometimes you're becoming like your oppressor, right? So, uh I wanted to play this little clip again from Malcolm X. I've played it on the show before. But it's a reminder that this has always been a problem in the black community. And instead of news outlets and media going to people who are well-versed in these type of things, they even have, wait a minute, and they even have black celebrity even in the democratic world, right? You know what I'm saying? They only go to two. Right, for certain types of activists, they only go to never the grassroots. This has been going on forever with us, okay, to try to shape the narrative of black thought in the community. And it's often very different than the people who on the ground, okay? So let's take a listen at Malcolm X talking about uh, this uh, very problem in the 1960s, early 60s or late 50s. 90%. I just told you a little while ago, these leaders that they call leaders, this included Lena Horn. This included Dick Gregory, and this included comedians, comics, trumpet players, baseball players. Show me in the white community where a comedian is a white leader. 
Show me in the white community where a singer is a white leader or a dancer or a trumpet player is a white leader. These aren't leaders. These are puppets and clowns that uh, have been set up over the white community and uh, over the black community by the white community and have been made celebrities and usually say exactly what uh, they know that the white man wants to hear. And it is an honor, actually, that they endorsed Dr. Martin Luther King and uh, uh, were against the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. That's actually an honor. Now, when you say that they also, in the same Newsweek poll magazine, they, uh, I think the pollster said that he went into the Negro community and asked about the Muslims. And many Negroes, when he asked, said, well, I never heard of the Muslims. Who are they? You know, this, this is the rank and file. Oh, about. yeah. Now, when they got down to the rank and file, this was the answer that they got. Uh, this is the equivalent to uh, the situation in Kenya during the Mau Mau uprising when many uh, frightened uh, whites in Kenya, Africa, would go among the Africans and ask them, what about the Mau Mau? And the African would say, I never heard of them. And the same white man who would ask the African this question and very naively believe what the African said when he went to bed that night, he would lose his head. And usually the one who took his head was the same African who told him that afternoon he had never heard of the Mao Mao. Except uh, in the Newsweek poll, they used Negro interviewers. You'll find that oftentimes Negroes are as much on guard uh, around Negro interviewers, who usually represent the bourgeois uh, element of Negroes, as they are on guard around whites. Uh, usually Negroes know that when this bourgeois Negro walks through the door. He is not doing something that he's initiated himself, but he's involved in something in which the white man is the absolute author of and has sent him to the Negro community for some information. And when they give that Negro some information, usually they give him the information that they want the white want him to take back to the white man, because that's who he's going to take it back to. I, and we, you know what, in ways we are experiencing that same thing. You still have the bourgeois, uh, bourgeois class of reporters. They all, I knew, I knew exactly who all was going to be for the woman king. You know why? Because I know the still, none of them say anything different, and Malcolm X is so right on it. Malcolm X, they was experiencing that in the 50s. Like, you know, and the only thing I disagree with Malcolm on is that I think that the majority of black America sometimes is so bogged down with shit going on in our daily lives, you know what I'm saying, trying to pay for stuff, trying to do this, trying to do that, that sometimes black America is often slow. You know, what they see on TV slow the things. So what they, sometimes a lot of us, it's about 30 40% of us woke up to the bullshit, but then it's a lot of us who who just living, and they like, well, what you mean? I thought the woman king was good. And you're like, oh, they don't really know. Like, that was about the slave trail. So you will have some of them say, you know, some black people call in, call in the programs and say, yeah, it was really good, and they did address the slave trade, and all that. but not knowing that it was a fictional story put into this story in order to sell it to you. And so you buying what you hear from re- the, the majority of people you see on TV every day. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't got time to read, to do no research or read up or check out this or check out that. So, you know, so, and so sometimes it's our people's lack of knowledge and education about where to get information and where to get it quickly. And I, that's why I am so, uh, even though they all have, they be all mad at each other, one thing I can say, I really can, I really appreciate people like um, Tone Talks, Yvette Cornell, 
uh, who they did start the ADOS thing, straight up. Then I mean, to me, they started, they reignited the conversation about reparations. You cannot take that from them. Uh, also, people like Tariq Nasheed and, and, and Black Authority and people out here who are talking and who are making noise about, and they're not the typical black activists that you would see, like, you know, on in the news media, like to the Roland Martins and stuff like that. It's a whole new class of energized uh, black media out here, and I appreciate them because they do the research, and a lot of times they have the information, especially I have to give it to you, vetting them. They really be on it. So, uh, yeah, you know, so uh, also I want to talk about, too, this, this, uh, this woman in Newsweek. We got to talk about her before I get off of here. But um, it's a, I mean, it's not, it's an article in Yahoo.com. It's the Woman King producer Maria Bello says more stories should be told from Kenya and across Africa. Okay, and she said ever since she was 27 and a cast member on ER, Maria Bello has spent a portion of each year in her happy place, Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, Bello, who is producing, has a story by credit on Sonny's historical epic, The Woman King, set in the kingdom of Dahomey, present-day Benin, uh, out September 16th, okay? And they said she spoke with THR about the love for the continent, okay? Now, check this out. I really, because a lot of times, and I've talked about this on my show, and let me just say this, too, sidebar. I realized last week I said something. I, I put. I said something. I real. I listened after after I listened to the show. I was like, damn. I called that a continent. It's a country. I called us a continent. I think I was just talking real fast and I didn't realize what I was saying. <laughs> so I do know the difference. But uh, a lot of times here, Africa will be deemed. People think of Africa has a, a lot of Black America because we have never. A lot of us have never been there, or not a lot of done a lot of reading about it, or something like that. And we'll think of it as one big country. But Africa is over fifty-eight countries. Fifty-nine, I think. Countries, countries, 59 Americas. <laughs> Do you guys get what I'm saying? It's a continent, okay, full of countries. That's what continents are. So our, sometimes our minds, how they seal things off to us, how they push the because they know about sometimes that ignorance, okay? So, but it is, uh, but it says, uh, let me see here what she's talking about. Let me see. Um, what sparked you to produce and develop the Woman King? She said the Woman King was definitely born of my love for the of the continent in general. It's based on women's history, a story I found many years ago about this army of women in the 17th century. I was watching Braveheart and I was like, who isn't there a uh, why isn't there a woman's movie like this? So she decided that it was cool that oh let me even though they slave traders, I know she read about them being slave traders. <laughs> And the hideous things that she thought she gonna put a new story, a new narrative to them. It's like if I said, I, you know what, I love the country of Germany. You know what I'm saying? And I read about these, uh, these uh, fierce, you know. And I really want to say because Jewish, Jewish people are the ones that they be on their shit. They, they don't let you say shit. <laughs> and a lot of times, our Jewish brothers and sisters in, in the, you know, in, in Hollywood are behind some of these projects getting okay. And I say that to them especially because it's the same thing if somebody said, you know, let me make a nice little film about uh, 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 about the Holocaust and let's reshape the idea. You know what? The Nazis were not that bad. Let's glorify the Nazis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. 
no, 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 that wouldn't be cool. It's not cool here either, okay? Um, and, you know, she's talking about how her, how, that where, how she spent, you know, she spent, she, she spent time in Africa and she has a home there and all this stuff. But it's very, you guys know that these, this, the producers behind this film, even though they're trying to sell you Viola Davis up front, the produce, and these black women up front, the producers behind this film and the writers, two white women. I do want you to know that. And remember when Nate Parker tried to do a film about uh, Ned, uh, uh, about uh, 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 what, what was that name of that film? Hold on. Oh, what was the name of it? And he's been blackballed ever since. I mean, they gave him fucking hell. About Nat Turner, the name of it, but he tried, Nate Parker tried to make a movie on Nat Turner. You know how much shit started coming out on Nate Parker for making that movie. You know how much? Uh, do you know how much Nat Turner actually had a slave rebellion in the United States? They didn't try to brand him no fucking superhero. As a matter of fact. I, poor Nate Parker, he ain't hardly been on shit since. They vilified that man. You know, I think they even talked about him trying to rape a girl and all kind of shit. It, he got hell for trying to put together a true story <laughs> about Nat about Nat Turner and his. Even though that was a hard, because what the slave rebellion wasn't no joke. But hey, slavery wasn't no joke. They had to rebel against uh, people, a uh, people who were doing hideous things to them. And they gave. As a matter of fact, I don't even know where Nate Parker at. Nate Parker been in the film. When the last movie you seen Nate Parker in? Shit. And they about to glorify Viola Davis for doing a movie about slave traders. From Africa. <laughs> oh, the shit is hilarious. It's wild. It's the wildest shit ever. I mean, when I think about that shit, it really is crazy. Nate Parker, he took a hit to his career. Ain't been the same since. Y'all give Viola Davis some bullshit. As a matter of fact, Nate Parker, and I noticed the uh, the the, uh, the whole thing about Woman King and, and the play on female femininity, feminism, because that's really what the shit's about. It's really about feminism. It's white women's play on feminism, trying to use black women at the forefront. But here's the trick to it. The trick to it is, yeah, we but we are certainly behind these black women who are feminist warriors. Oh yeah, they were slave traders too, but that's okay. <laughs> but we see a black man do a film where he is empowering, he empowering himself and others to come up against the people who are murdering. 
putting them into slavery, doing all kinds of things, and he got hell for it. And you got a you got a whole person out here. You got Viola Davis who just did a film. Just think about that. She did a film about one. I want y'all to read on the day home attraction. Please do so. Please read. There's plenty of articles out here. All you got to do is look them up. They were brutal as five. They, they were brutal as fuck. And even I, I want to see some. It's something uh, Tyreek put out there, and I was like, whoa. Like, it was crazy. Uh, I'm trying to let me see if I can find that. And while I'm doing this, shout out to the prayers and stuff to people being hit by the hurricanes. I mean, oh, man, the world is crazy right now, okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, let me put where is this? He put that, Tariq. I mean, it was, I was like, what? Uh, uh. And shout out to Tariq, Tariq Nasheed because he got his building for the Black Museum. A lot of people said, y'all be saying Tariq wasn't going to do it. Tariq did do that. Shout out to him. He did get that building. He showed that building. <laughs> you know, and you can't say, one thing about him is he's an entrepreneur. He's about his business. Not, sometimes I know they disagree. Everybody, they have, all of them have disagreements. But one thing I will say about Tariq, that Tariq's funny. But one of the things that is hilarious, maybe. But one thing I will say about him is that his thing is just he does empowerment and he does, you know, and he and he puts it as a business. I mean, you know, I, I ain't mad at that. So, um, yeah, but I but I but I appreciate that. He he has gotten his building He's, and he is doing the thing, okay? But I was trying to find that one. Okay, he was saying on his Twitter, he says the rulers of day homie perform magic rituals against the uh, against other black people they enslaved by making them walk around the tree of forgetfulness. This was supposed to erase their ancestral memory so their spirits would not return back to day homie to seek revenge. Why? Wow. I mean, and they, he had some of the articles up about you know uh, about showing what they they would do. I mean, and it even gets worse than that when you hear about them doing sacrifices to people. I mean, to uh, the uh, the kings and oh my god, it. I mean, this was a brutal, brutal thing. But because you know, it's almost it's like trick. It, it's trickery. It's almost like okay, well we gonna we gonna make, let y'all go watch a movie that's oh, that that did not. Uh, uh, was not endearing uh, to you as a people whatsoever. I mean, it's hideous. It's such a hideous uh, thing. And I feel like Hollywood is one of the most racist institutions ever, okay? I see it when I say it. I don't care that they're liberal. And I, and I love the arts. My degree right now that I'm getting is going to be in theater, okay? I love the arts. I love performing arts. But uh, Hollywood loves to... Uh, uh, do racist trickery they like on one end to play like they everybody's friend but the movies and the and the narratives they have put out surrounding black people over the years most of the time has not been good it's been full of shit so you know uh so to me it's more it it, it, it needs to be checked in terms of that and that's where because we lack strong black people in those rooms. A lot of times into the celebrity world, if you pay attention to a lot of celebrities, I'm not saying all y'all, so don't get offended, those who listen to the show, but a lot of times black celebrity 
they will recruit and and put into the show business people who are not well. They got a thing for that. They love people who are desperate for the fame, people who will do anything, say anything. And so sometimes, you know, some of the most famous people you see, not all of them, but a lot of them, be fucked up. And they do some fucked up things for that, okay? Not everybody, not everybody who's famous, but some people, okay? Uh, even the vet put this thing up about what uh, uh, Denzel said. I gotta, I'm going to play this a little bit, too, about uh, a role he got. And I thought this was interesting, too, so check this out. Seeing Poitier, I was very fortunate. In fact, he came to, to uh, uh, I talked to him before that, but I think it was when he came to Soldier's play. He said, you're good. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and, and wow. I, I got a part in a movie in 1986. I called it The Nigga They Couldn't Kill. Oh. Yeah, he was supposed to be, uh, he raped a white woman, and they, they, they tried to electrocute him, but it didn't work. And he became sort of a, a cult of hero. No, not that one. That was the other the awful one. But, and then they tried to hang him, and they tried to do all this stuff, and... I had a lot of training day in me. <laughs> there were some uh, Jewish people in the in the in the audition, and, and I said, yeah. They said, no, it's funny. It's like they hang them and then they can't. I said, yeah, like you bring some Jewish people into a room and you and you, you they think it's a shower but it's gas. Uh-huh. And they said, right. I said, right. That ain't funny. So to me, it wasn't funny about putting a rope around my mf in neck. <laughs> I made a point. The guy was like, who the hell is this? And I love the way that that he said that. And that's what sometimes as black people, we got to remind folks, especially uh, especially our our Jewish brothers and sisters who are up in these Hollywood rooms and stuff, how the fuck would you feel if somebody did some shit like this about the Holocaust? Oh, no, that shit wouldn't go over. It'd be out. So it's not cute to play with our, 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 our background, our history. And we still being affected from that shit. We still being affected affected from slavery, particularly black America. Okay? So it's not it's not funny. It's not funny. The Dahomey tribe is that stuff is not funny to me and I I will not be going to see the movie, okay? So that's that on that. And I tell I I hope I explain to y'all why. For those of you who went to go see the movie, I ain't mad at you. That's your business, but I don't think that I think that we we do a disservice to ourselves. And a disservice to uh, our brothers and sisters who are out in Hollywood and need to be taught a fucking lesson, need to be uh, not showing coon teeth, and need to be uh, 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 need to be checked when they do things that Black America is not gonna get behind you just because you black, just because you got money. Just because you famous, oh, look, I made it. See, it's just my prayer. Remember when Jay-Z said it's just his presence there that we should appreciate? Fuck that. No, it's not. No, you you required to do something more, especially when we put our money behind you and we try to love on you and we try to, and we try, because our community requires more. And so don't expect us to get behind all the bullshit. We should not. We shouldn't have to get behind bullshit. This is bullshit. You, you just, and and she and Viola Davis should know that was. I know she knew it was bullshit. If if they, I really believe that is why that girl got out of it. She ain't, she can't say it now, but she broke down crying. If you see the video out here about her going to find out about she start they started off a documentary about that about that uh Dahomey uh kingdom and she found out other stuff she talked to one of the women 
who had actually been held her she was her ancestors had actually been held captive on the land. Oh, when 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 she when when she heard that, it was a whole. It was not. It it wasn't pretty. Okay, I don't think I'm gonna pull that tape up. Uh, see if I can pull it up with uh her. Let me see. Uh, we got it up here. Okay, let's play a little bit of her. Let's play a little bit of her. And I think this is from Comrade Terrence Morgan's show, so I'm going to uh, play a little bit of what he, what he of his uh, clip. Martine's great-grandmother, Yaga, was enslaved but remained on African soil. On the beach at Wida is a memorial. It bears witness to the fate of thousands of prisoners that the warrior women captured by order of a king to be sold to Europeans into the transatlantic slave trade. witness to the over two million women and men who from the 17th to the 19th centuries were loaded onto slave ships here on what came to be called the slave coast of Africa. Globalism starts to move in, 
in 15 to 20 years, if black, if, if these celebrities don't start changing their tune, these motherfuckers is going to change up real quick and be begging you to protest and everything when they ain't getting no jobs. When life ain't really, when only a few of them is gatekeepers and ain't nobody else getting nothing, okay? Because, see, our community often has a problem with that bullshit. We often do that. And a lot of the gatekeepers have been in the celebrity world, okay? And it's all good when I'm up there. It's all good when I'm eating. It's all good when I, I don't mind telling these stories about these slave traders. I sure don't care because I got my check, <laughs> all right? But I don't care how it looks. We're going to change the story anyway. We're going we gonna to make them like they was good people, like they changed their mind. They did not change their mind, okay? They were still one of the most horrific until they, they got colonized and didn't want to. They didn't want to stop slave trade neither. They didn't want to stop the slave trade. The, the Europeans wanted to stop before then. As a matter of fact, when I talked about this week, when we talked about Candace Owens this weekend, when Candace Owens, she even touched on that a little bit. She didn't give it by name, but she touched on it by names about how the Europeans have This is what she was talking about, some of it. The Europeans have, the Europeans, they could, they was like, they homie was that, they was that wow. So you think we should be glorifying them? Fuck them. Okay. Now, am I for uh, am I for somebody doing a movie about them as they really were? Because I love history. Yeah, do a movie if you're gonna do it as they really were. But don't try to sell out to me no bullshit that they was. Oh, I should be empowered. I'm empowered. I come to see the woman king. I'm empowered. Now I was empowered by Nat Turner. I was empowered. I'm empowered by stories about African American people too. I'm not, I'm gonna, I don't gotta go to Africa to be empowered, but. Hey, that's a beautiful thing, though. I ain't mad at Africa either, but I don't got to go there to be in power, okay? And especially from those slave traders, okay? We are acting out here like coons. This is we. I mean, you know, when I, heard, I was like, when I saw as many black people, uh, and, I'm not, and I'm not talking about everybody that goes see the movie. It's your choice if you go see the movie. I'm just telling y'all, we got to stop. We got to kind of stop glorifying uh, some of the... Uh, uh, some I mean, just some of these things. I mean, some of these projects that uh, uh, so, so celebrity gets behind and thinking because celebrities say it, it's okay. Celebrities are actually sometimes the uh, the most um, sometimes because they uh, just because they have money. Sometimes they some of the most um, sick. Self-interested people ever. Sick, self-interested. Sick, self-interested, okay? Just because they done got into the celebrity world and everything don't mean they can speak to your empowerment. Don't mean they can speak to your good. You you, you got to judge it like, hey, like the uh, the Bible say, you got to tr- judge a, a tree by its, br- its fruit, its branches, its fruit, what it's producing, Okay. And some of these, uh, a lot of these celebrities and stuff like that, you got to look at the fruit. They all sound alike. I've told y'all this before, most of them, not all of them. The ones who usually don't sound alike, they not as famous, if you know. <laughs> right? I'm just saying. But uh, most of them, they all have the same thoughts, the same ideas, the same this and that, and that should be scary to y'all. And we can't let people who don't divert from, they, 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 don't, they don't really 
they haven't really said, thought about what they say. They just out there, they in their own world of self interest and, and self motivation. We can't let them speak to us as a group about politics and shit like that because it ain't shit they know. Okay, so you know, uh, and a, a lot of times they speak in. Uh, um, uh, from a perspective of even what Malcolm says, a lot of times, the, the, specifically now in uh, black America, white liberal agenda really controls a lot of these celebrities and celebrity analysts, celebrity, uh, yes, analysts on MSNBC, NBC, all that, even Fox sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all of them, are, but Fox is a more straight-up truth about their shit, but but uh, these uh, most of the talking points in the black world is through that liberal lens. And a lot of times these liberal political movements get behind a lot of these people, okay? That's how they make connections and shit like that. And they don't think about each other. They're not thinking about their people on the ground. They think about the next connection they make because they're in a whole other world. They're thinking about how to make themselves look good, how to come out – so you, they could be something you aspire to be, okay? So you can aspire to sell your soul out like me. Oh, what if we all? So I thought, what if we all did this? What if we? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know, we gotta watch them. They, we gotta watch celebrity very careful. And should we go harder on celebrity? Yes, 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 and yes. It's be even harder. I don't care if they put they put their name to stuff. Oh, such and such uh, is going against the police department. All that. So, uh, okay, pay attention closely. Okay, read up. Okay, celebrity is often. I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, this is what's been sold to us as the gurus of the world, and they are not gurus. A lot of them. A lot of them are uh they have they are some of them are smart and guru guru like but most of them no okay they again okay no they are they're very self interested a lot of them are narcissistic all kinds of things okay so we have to be careful and I'm a person speaking this to y'all who loves the performing arts okay I love the performing arts i my my i tell y'all I'm getting my bachelor's degree in the performing arts okay so it's very important. A lot of times we forget. Uh, a lot of times everybody got the same agenda in those places. Okay, so it isn't that they can't be uh, they can't be allowed to have they voice think what they think and everything like that. We just has a when it comes to politics, when it comes to uh, uh, how we see ourselves as a people, we should not look to this particular group all the time. Okay. We have to be very careful, and for the last 60, 70 years in America, they've been trying to sell this particular group who they've had very much control of off to us has what we should aspire to. A lot of times, not. We should not, okay? <laughs> All right, y'all. So that's my talk about the woman king today. Um you guys, I will try. I don't know. I'm gonna try to come back on this week. I had so it was some other stuff I was gonna talk to you that I didn't talk to you. I probably this is a separate show, so I'll probably do it when I do the uh, when I come back and just do one of our regular hot topic shows. I'll have more to discuss as far as let me see. Do I get? Let me look here. Uh, what, 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 what? See what I need to discuss with y'all. Hold on. 
and we'll wait till next time. Oh, I wanted to talk about, yeah, it's so funny because they're talking about black female empowerment and stuff like this. I just saw an article the other day, you know, and I was talking about Oprah. I was talking about how black women, it would have benefited black women in America, you know, or black young girls in America uh, to to have that relationship or whatever. But here's the thing. Maybe not. Maybe not now that we see that kind of, after what I just said about black celebrity. You know, maybe we don't want no relationships with something fools. Okay, it says black voices. It says black women are at higher risk for eviction. And this is from Indiana Daily Student. It says eviction notices are affecting black women more than anyone. The disparity has been exacerbated by the pandemic and financial burdens. COVID-19 has brought its on its fair share of challenges when it comes to financial support. School closings are complicating access to food and daycare for low-income families. Millions of people lost their jobs and still were expected to keep a roof over their heads. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention was responsible for halting residential evictions during the first two years of the pandemic, an obvious loophole being landlords could evict a resident if they intended to sell the property. The CDC established a moratorium as a way to defend the marginalized. It is no longer in place. Indiana law says landlords must provide residents with a 10-day warning before court filing is permitted. No warning is needed, okay? Uh, they said... Um, they said Monroe County, Indiana, is nowhere near as severe, but still it is disproportionate. It has a March 6th evictions filings are up 7% from average, and this is Indiana. Black people make up 5.3% of those evictions. And <clears throat> this is across the country that black women who they're trying to sell the woman king from over in Africa has a thing as empowerment. Meanwhile, we're struggling as a group of women, as women to pay the rent. While they trying to sell you bullshit, these are the things that are important. And these are the things that we have to uh, uh, focus on as a people. We have to start focusing on because celebrity will sell you escapism, all kind of shit, okay? And, uh, and, and, and we'll take no, we'll, we'll, we'll take no responsibility for uh, leading you uh, <laughs> to fantasy land, okay? And it's not that's what they're there for, entertainment. And so that's what we should take them as. But I found that interesting. I want to talk probably more about that this week. Uh, and listen, like I always tell you all, I slightly bend uh, on here. Some I have some conservative thoughts, some liberal thoughts, but I'm a mixture of things. But... Uh, Politically, you, I mean, sometimes, I mean, I don't consider myself a Republican or a Democrat. I consider myself a human being with thoughts, okay? Uh, I may agree with some things Republicans say. I may agree with some things Democrats say, but, you know, I don't I don't box myself into a particular thought frame, even though sometimes I may sound more conservative than normal, okay? And most black people so usually are. You go to the barbershops and, so, <laughs> and you know, uh, we, we sometimes have a little, uh, uh, sometimes a little conservative bend to us, okay? But, you guys, that is it. That's all I wanted to talk to you all about today. I hope you all got the conversation I hope it made sense to y'all I am out I will try to have one again I have another show this week just for hot topics and stuff like that y'all have a good rest of your week I don't know when I'm gonna do the hot topic show we'll figure it out we'll do it at some point I mean I don't know well I don't know we guess we'll figure it out coming up (laughs) I'll figure out when to have that uh okay we'll figure that out I don't know. <laughs> I'll let y'all know. Y'all get a y'all see my uh 
uh, the tweet that come, I mean, not the tweet, but y'all see the uh, Facebook page come up that tells you that the show is on. Some of y'all get notices too. I mean, that follow the show. So if you follow on Block Talk Radio, you will get uh, notices about when I come on. Okay. All right, you guys. Uh, I'm out. And remember, you can reach me on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on. Uh, Instagram at Carly's underscore Galaxy. You can hit me up on Twitter at C Chatwood Show and Carlotta72, okay? Have a good one. Bye. We leaving out with, uh, what we leaving out with? A return of the Mac, okay? Mark Morris. I'm out. See y'all. <laughs>